All right, we're back for another episode of Stall Warning, and today's show, we're going to cover the recaps of the weekend. We're going to talk about how my parlays was perfect, and somehow the teams botched it and ruined my perfect record. Uh, we'll recap the return of the Ivies. Uh, let's go, smart people. And we'll talk about some women's games. They were incredible. And then the game of the week uh, down there on at Homewood between uh, Loyola and Hopkins. I was kind of missing uh, the Eamon McEnany call uh, when he, on the broadcast that we used to have. Too bad he's not back with ESPN. But anyhow, so that's what we got on the broadcast today. And uh, let's get to it. It's eight to eight. BC is tied with UVA right now. Yeah, seven seven UNC Brown right now. Uh, Colin Krieg just uh, kind of flopped a little bit, and sold a sold a little penalty right there. So they're going man up thirty seconds. Oh, that's good. And they're that's holding good. it. Oh, they're going to time 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 man up. I don't like it. I mean, it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Yeah, not the worst uh, thing like your uh, like your picks last weekend. Oh yeah, they were brutal. They were brutal. You oh know, yeah, I, I had, like I told you, I had the right picks, man. It's not my fault that the team. What, what goes you know, around, they, they, what goes around, comes around. And now it's your yeah. time to uh, how you blew two out of the three picks. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, first you you got burned for flip flopping. You you're a self established Hopkins guy. And then you flop at the last second. We all the pre-show meeting, you're talking about Johns Hopkins, and then middle of the show, you pick Loyola. Shows you should have went with your gut. Um, and then you doubted on Rutgers, which how could you? That's my job. I'm supposed to hate on Rutgers. Um, and you took Army money line, and they just had they went out there to prove you wrong. They definitely definitely got back to them that there's some haters out there and uh, fired them up. Are you done? Are you good? Do you want more music? Or? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I totally, I gave it to you last week, so I was, I was fully expecting. <laughs> in fact, I was surprised you weren't like just blowing my phone up. Like, when are we recording? Can we record right now? <laughs> um, good, good week of lacrosse, though, man. There's some really, really good lacrosse uh, that was played, and some games that were incredible. So let's, let's start first uh, with the return of the Ivies, and yeah. how did it feel to see Ivy League lacrosse? Yeah, it was um, just a lot of lacrosse this weekend. It was awesome to see. I was able to watch um, two, a little bit of two games, watching Cornell and Albany play, and then um, Princeton and Monmouth, and neither were great games. The Ivy League teams kind of took care of business, but it was just good to see them back in action. It's been a while. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I love seeing the Ivies. They're, they're awesome. I'm a huge uh, Andy Shea fan, and I definitely appreciate what the Ivies bring to it. I, I, you know, Jerry Byrne finally gets to have his coaching debut. Yeah. And he got hired in what the summer of of twenty nineteen mm-hmm. to coach at Harvard, and then he hasn't coached <laughs> he hasn't coached a day uh, on the field since then, or whatever. They did a couple of games, but I think he finally gets to have like a real a real, real go season. At it. Yeah, I don't, and I wonder, I wonder if this has helped Harvard like grow 
Oh man, another another UVA goal. Wow, these sideline sellies from the girls are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if Harvard is able to like because they had that time off, he could just sell, 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 sell if that gets him, you know, a little bit more cred going into the into the season. They they whooped up this weekend and they win like twenty to seven. Twenty Se- seventeen to four over powerhouse NJIT. Yeah, well still, I mean that's a big win, you know. It's it, wins it, a I, win. I, I, yeah. Every win's a good one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to see the Ivies back. You know, uh, Connor Busick coaching at Cornell, I think is going to be a, an interesting storyline. He's super, super young. And just seeing how that sort of uh, shakes out is going to be Yeah, be especially like in 2020, they were looking like a early favorite as one of the best teams in the nation. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. Has he? Has he? Uh, has he even coached? Is this his first game? Was that his first game? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's also a new, uh, new coach. So oh, UVA has got a yellow. It's two minutes power play for BC. Um, so I think the Ivy's gonna be interesting. They, you know, they're they're gonna threaten my SoCon pick from last week. Yeah, your three SoCons making the tournament. Two. two. I said two. two. Yeah. Two. Oh yeah, uh, I'll be a good one. It's my ride or die. Yeah. Um, you know we have this no to do power fives, but we haven't really done it yet. We've talked about it a little bit. Um, just off the top of your head, who are your power five on the on the men's on the men's side? I, I think it's more of like a power four right now. I just haven't seen enough of everyone. Like, I think it's Maryland, Virginia, Georgetown are like your three solid top three right now um Notre Dame's in at four right now I mean they've only played one game I'd probably put Ohio State over Rutgers right now just after what Ohio State did to UNC I think that gets the recency bias and um I know Army's a good team but I'm I'm still not convinced uh for Rutgers yet yeah I like uh, I like Maryland, UVA, Georgetown, and UN, uh, Ohio State. I think it's easy. They're the they all have the best wins, and you know I I mean I know Duke's got some decent games and they look good with their win over Denver, but I think that it's 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 kind of I think it's easy to say those four and and that could change really quickly, but those are the top four. I think the next four is, is that something like Duke. Um, you know, UNC's probably in that mix. Oh, I don't think UNC's in that mix. You don't think so? No. Oh. I, I think they got real issues on defense. And, you know, maybe those young guys can figure it out. I know, like, Denver had that issue a year or two ago. But uh, it's not it's not good. Yeah. It's, it's I, very I, rare, like, real championship contending teams let up 20 goals in a season. Ever. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. That's that'd be a fun fact for someone to look up. All of our pod cronies need to do that. Yeah, um, we don't have a stats guy, everybody. Uh, how about the women's game? The women's, I think, uh, you know, BC's number one until someone beats them. Um, ten eight, you know, Virginia right now, second quarter, fifty nine seconds left. Yeah, it's it's gonna be like that. Um, and then I think, you know, UNC Syracuse follow 
shortly behind. And I mean, that's that's the ACC right there for you. Um, yeah, easy. So like, whoever comes out of that is gonna be number one. And um, you know, Stony Brook definitely kept it close. They looked really good in their game against Syracuse this weekend. Um, so we got to see who's gonna be that that fourth kind of that outside who's the rest of the pack is going to come in and challenge those three. I think there's a little bit of a separation from those three teams, at least right now, this early in the season. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Stony Brook's right there. I think Stony Brook, Hughes, BC, UNC, and UNC's my ride or die, so I'm taking them. Ooh. So it's uh, I think it's easy, easy pickings there. Oh, here we go. Free eight-meter shot for BC. They're going to – oh, and it not Charlotte North taking it. So they doing the wind-up? It's not. I can't tell who that is. 35. I think that was one thing Jet. I was noticing with the, the crazy wind-ups for the shots. I don't know if that works or not. It, it, worked, it worked on the weekend. I think they hit every single one they were doing that at, but that's something I've never seen in the boys' game. Yeah. Goal. Girl, and it was Jen Med Medjid, or I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. She's a she's an athlete. She's good. She's a good player. She'd probably be the best team, best player on a lot of teams, just not on BC's team. But 10-9. 45 seconds left. Uh, let's recap the games. Penn, Georgetown, ten eight, G Town. I think that was right. That was right in line with what we thought it would be. Yeah, we uh, thought it was going to be a close game. I think. Um... I think we both ended up picking with Georgetown. Like, we just weren't sure what we were going to get from Penn. Um, I think they definitely had, without a doubt, the hardest start of any Ivy League school um, going against Georgetown. Um, so, to go out and play that 10-8, to 8, like, I think that's really good. I think we said, like, Georgetown defensively is looking like the best defensive team right now. Um, so, keep it low scoring. I think, you know, it's – I think it's a good win for both sides. Like, I don't think any less of Penn out of this game. Like, they have plenty of time to turn it turn it around. But you know, Georgetown's winning the <laughs> the February national championship right now, kind of with their wins. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Georgetown's great, man. They're they're studs. They got a good defense, and and they're gonna be they're gonna be tough. Owen McElroy is just absolute animal in cage. So uh, it's gonna be. It's going to be a challenge for anyone to to catch those guys um, in the Big East, I think. But they're definitely a Final Four contender, and Penn clearly is too. Two goal game is is definitely right there. You know, if you look at the box score on that one, you know Sam Hanley comes up big with three points uh, for Penn. You know, Dylan Gerger gets four goals. It's you know they they had a wide wide scoring and so did Georgetown actually that one of the interesting parts of the game is there's a lot of a lot of action between all the guys you know you mentioned Connor Morin you know Grand Bunny Jr. scored Zach Geddes the D Mitty scores mm-hmm. you know Colin Monroe gets in the in the game there your Trippy's, boys Trippy Trippy's a part of it yeah I mean so you know bodes well for Georgetown going forward on what they what they can be so um moving on to Hopkins Loyola I I'm not gonna lie, was not thrilled with this game. I watched it and uh, I thought Loyola, I thought uh, uh, like going into the weekend, everyone was talking, you know, Syracuse Maryland game of the year, but this game was way more exciting. Like it was it was back and forth. 
um, one two goal game, like the entire game. Um, and those last yeah. few seconds were, were amazing. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the, uh, I was a big fan of that game. I, you know, I did think, I did think that, uh, Hopkins kind of got away with a little bit of a, a foul in that last play, but mm-hmm. ref's not throwing flag no matter what on that. And, no. and probably shouldn't, to be honest with you. Um, so, and one thing I was seeing too, with like this whole, um, you know, Syracuse number retiring. And I saw this post, I think Syracuse posted like the carrier dome being the Mecca of co- of lacrosse and it's, it's Homewood field, right? Homewood fields, the Mecca of lacrosse. Um, yeah, I would think so. I think Homewood's the best. I mean, carrier dome is yeah. probably, carrier dome and Homewood are probably the two tops. Like one A, one B. I wouldn't even say that, but just say one, you know, Oof. I feel like they're the, they're both right there. That what, that was a man. Wait, way to way to go right down the middle on that one. I'm I think it's Homewood. Uh, I, I think I think I, if you have the I, like the perfect lacrosse venue, it's a night game at Homewood. Uh, but if it's February, no, it's not. That's awful. <laughs> oh wow, Brown Brown got lucky with a sloppy turnover there right at UNC, and then the Brown defenders got detwigged. Um, oh, Mike Daly can't be loving that one. Spoiler, uh, I might be a little behind you. Yeah, oh, I'm behind you. Oh my god, that was bad. Um, oh, but wow. back to That's this um, Hopkins Loyola game. Um, awesome game. If you if you get a chance this week for some free time, highly recommend watching this game. Awesome back and forth. Um, Hopkins is looking good. I mean, they got um, they got handed to them by Georgetown, but they you know pull off two in a row against some good teams like uh, or one in a, to bounce back from Georgetown to. Play against Loyola, it was it was good. I was I was excited. I, I don't have much faith in this Hopkins team, but they're proving me wrong. I think they're gonna. I mean, I you know I think you're right about my flip flopping. I, I shouldn't have done that because they I, they have a goalie now, man. They have a goalie. Their faceoff guys competitive. I, I I think they have the other pieces. I mean, they have some good defenders. They're young, but they have good defenders. That, you know, Epstein, DeSimone, Kehoe. Grimes, they got they got the name sort of like, hey, these guys are good on offense types mm-hmm. that they can go to. So I th- I think it's uh, yeah, I think they're good. I think th- I think they're a sneaky, they're a sneaky Final Four pick. Yeah, you know I think I mean? they got to go through the gauntlet. That's Big Ten's looking pretty good this year. No, stop it. Everyone says that every year, and every year the Big Ten is like not. Everyone's like, "Oh, ACC stinks." <laughs> Big Ten's awesome, and that's like, no, oh, no, Maryland, no, no. Maryland's who's, who's awesome. Who's saying the ACC stinks? Who's Maryland's they, awesome, these... and you're already name, hating on name UN. names. You're, name you're names. already hating who's, on UNC. You already hate on UNC. Who's who's downing? I'm hating on UNC. You're already like they're, they're not even the top eight. You think they're like a not even a top eight team? Yeah, but I'm still ride or die like UNC, Duke, or not UNC, Duke, Virginia, Syracuse, Notre Dame. Right, but you can't do anything about that because all those guys do is win. Yeah, and honestly, like Maryland. But who is, are these ACC haters? I'm just curious. Everybody, they're gonna who? all they do is talk about the Big Ten and tell us how the Big Ten's amazing. And the reality That's is, the they, Big just, Ten, they, they just want to sell Big Ten Plus on us so we can watch Skycam <laughs> videos. Yeah. Wow. Brown is just, you know, you're in the game against a top team in the country, one of the top teams in the country, and you're just not helping yourself out. Um. The uh, yeah, I, I think the um, 
Maryland's good in the Big mm-hmm. Ten, and they might be the best team in the country. But outside of that, like, you know, there's some good teams. Michigan's going to be good this year. I think Hopkins will be good. But I still think your top teams are ACC teams right now. Yeah. So probably probably agree with that. And frankly, Maryland's an ACC school that I will forever hate because them leaving was ridiculous. Yeah, it it bothers me so much that we don't have like that OG for ACC teams like your UNC, Duke, Virginia, Maryland. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking even more basketball, not even lacrosse. It's like I'm thinking about like Joe Smith days when he was at yeah. Maryland. Yeah. And everyone would pick ACC teams in their brackets and they would, would just go to go downhill real fast. <laughs> All right, let's let's get off ACC talk. Let's talk about Q's Maryland. Yeah, let's get off oh, wait, ACC shoot. talking, talk about Syracuse versus Maryland. Right. <laughs> just brought it back up. <laughs> okay. Uh, officially, Maryland's the best team in the country. I don't yeah. think that's debatable. Yeah, until until they lose, they're they're number one. Yeah, and Logan Wisnowskis is the the transfer that UNC wished didn't get. Or, so did you? Uh, did you wish see, didn't get away? Did you see what blew up on Twitter uh, this week with Bubba Fairman? Uh, I saw a a tweet from from Dan Arestia, the reporter mm-hmm. Dan Dan Burns, uh, who was like, "I'm gonna post on True Social so I don't get blown up by." Lacrosse, uh, Twitter, yeah. Twitter lacrosse, Twitter. He he it, he earned himself. I actually followed him this weekend. He was he was pretty funny. I, well, so I, was I didn't I didn't, I didn't go back and read it, but I was like, oh man, what would he say? So what happened? So basically, Tell, um, people were. This calling, is great podcasting, by the way. You're yeah. just reading off the internet. Well, no, this is just keeping people in the loop for the lacrosse drama that's going on. Well, basically, this guy called Bubba Fairman uh, the most overhyped recruit since Jordan Evans. Um, and people people took umbrage to that. People were mad online, very mad online about that of, take. I kind of agree. He's not. He's pretty darn good. Well, overhyped. No, like you agree that you agree with the people upset about it. Yeah, kind of. I don't think he's overhyped. He's a stud. Yeah, I mean, he's hundred plus points, national championship winner, and now they're hating on him because he switched to D midi this year, and it's like. He's, he's a pretty good DVD. <laughs> he's a team player. He's a great athlete. Yeah. He's done all the things that's asked of him. Yeah. And, that, and then it was the big uh, Maryland number one versus Syracuse 22 debate. And I don't really think it was much of a debate. What do you mean? The 22 is better? Yeah. I mean, 22. Someone was a D1 All-American wearing number 22 for 22 straight years. That That hasn't been matched <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, that that might wow, that was a gross goal. Um, that might be changed with number one at Maryland, but twenty two is pretty pretty darn good. I mean, if the worst player that wears twenty two is Jordan Evans, that's that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, you're right. That goal was that goal was bad. It's those kind oh. of goals where Brown Brown's going to beat UNC. That wow, it definitely it definitely feels a bit like a team like Destiny right now with the yeah. It not hey, not one but two sticks to go in the goal. <laughs> oh, off the guy's head <laughs> in yeah. his helmet. Ooh, yeah. that's tough. That's okay though. Um, but yeah, this game was. Uh, I mean, if you we're looking at the box scores, fourteen ten. This game was not really close. Like Maryland was 
was in control of this entire no, game. No, well, not not entirely true. Syracuse made a nice run in the beginning of the in the second quarter, and they they actually looked like a team that could compete. They were moving the ball. They were playing good offense. You know, yeah. I think the Syracuse defense played pretty darn well, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. They got caught with a bunch of tough situations, and I thought Fop did it well at the dot. So, I mean, honestly, like Syracuse had had the pieces. Offensively, they're just not in sync. You know, there's they're holding the ball for a long period of time. Um, they're not. They're not what we call them at Tech is called singles. You know, they're not making those adjacents. They're trying to skip it across the defense. This yeah. is not. You can't win games that way. You know, you have to. You have to do the little things first, and then to get to the big things. So, I, I thought Syracuse could could have been better, but they just didn't. They didn't have it in the third quarter. And the yeah, third they need another guy on offense. Like Dordovic, I've I definitely like the change to attack. Like he needs to be on the field 100% of their possessions. Um, and like, he was that one takeaway where it's like, okay, where Syracuse needs some goals. He's, he's going to get them in big moments. Yeah. I, I disagree that they need more, another guy. I think that they just need the guys who are on the field performing at a higher level because mm. they're capable. I mean, Griffin cook is a good, a good player and, and, uh, Brennan Curry is a good player. I mean, Jacob Buttermore is a good player. Those guys can play. They don't need, you know, those guys are fine. Those guys can all play Robin to Batman. And mm-hmm. they just, they're not doing it right now. And they will. I think I think they will. I think Syracuse is going to get cleaned up. I think they're going to end up being a, a team that's in the top 10 at the end of the year. And they're going to be competitive. Um, yeah. I mean, if they're not, people it. will literally riot. Yeah, but I think they will be. So, yeah. uh, let's if, move. if they're not let's... a scary gate on the hot seat. No. <laughs> He's a legend. He's got at least two years. Ooh, um, safe. Yeah, but flag down, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> okay, Mortal Locks of the Week. Yours hit. They did. Uh, honestly, the, the Duke one is the one I think is, is, is the, bigger, the bigger pick. Well, that was good. Yeah. You thought that was well, going to be a tight game? I thought it would be tighter than three and a half. I, I, the, yeah. the Hopkins uh, Loyola game, I thought would be a one goal game either way. Yeah. So I'm not surprised, you know, taking taking the points. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm certainly surprised at the two game. I thought that game would be a three goal game, two or three goal game. Yeah. It was. I I I thought it was the perfect Duke um, formula they have of just losing early in February and then just fixing the ship more or less, and getting right. And they're too talented. I, I mean, I do have a hot take boiling on Brendan O'Neill um, that he might be underperforming expectations, and I don't know if I love him and as the guy at Duke. Um, that's that's. I'm not officially stating my position on that yet. It's still, it's still boiling. Um, Way to hedge your bets. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any – I don't want all those ACC haters that are out there apparently to – um, get a hold of that one, but uh, yeah, I think they Brown just nine eight. They, you know, Danowski wasn't going to let them have that, that be tight. They were going to take care of business. Sure. Uh, my parlay away just fell apart. I was right on the Syracuse Maryland. That was easy. Mm-hmm. But Army and Loyola both dropped the ball. They let you down. Um. Yeah. Pretty much. Army, I was disappointed in because I think they're better than that. I thought they, but maybe I just underestimate Rutgers. So, yeah, maybe Rutgers is finally for real. Maybe 
I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm let's talk about girls games because we're getting we've been droning on here since we've been watching this yeah. game. The uh, dude UVA Maryland, what a game! Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was that was awesome. It was awesome. Maryland is stacked. Yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're so good. Pretty good. But UVA is also pretty darn good. Um, any takeaways from that one other than that Maryland's maybe a knock on the door of that power four? Yeah, I just uh, this was like my first intro to uh, women's lacrosse. I was able to watch um, first half of this game and uh, the Syracuse Stony Brook game, and just the difference in play um, from those two teams uh, was pretty awesome. So the the dodging um, from UVA and Maryland was just was awesome to watch. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Florida, North Carolina. My ride or die continues to get the dubs. Yeah, is, is UNT a wagon? The, oh, they've been a wagon since last year. I know, but they uh, they didn't win at all. Yeah, they will this year. And, I mean, dude, UNC, so good. Jamie Ortega, four points. Rose Grounty, yeah. four points. They're so deep. Oh, yeah. Man. Caitlin Wurzberger got three points. Jeez, man. They're just – they're going to – they're gonna smoke. They're gonna smoke some teams. Hughes Stony Brook though was a sick game. I really enjoyed yeah, that. That was one. awesome. That was yeah. that was a good game. Uh, just a quick alert: uh, Emily Howarchuk and Megan Tyrell are good at lacrosse. Oh yeah, and they didn't even lead their team in scoring in that game. That's what's insane to me. Uh, those two were great. Emma Tyrell was great as well, but Megan Carney absolutely stepped it up big time. Um. Thought the goalie play for Syracuse was good and 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 for Sonny Brook. Thought both goalies played really well too. Yeah, the ball movement um from the teams were I mean, they were both playing at zone D, which really forced them to work on the those that off ball movement. Um and Carney was just really seeing the field well and being able to hit those cutters. Um so I think that was ultimately the difference in that game. Yeah, we were we my wife and I were watching this on Sunday for a little bit, and we were enjoying the uh, the sellies after the goals. They were awesome. The girls' yeah. sellies were incredible. They were just that, um, and then one thing. My other takeaway we were talking about this earlier was the um, amount of times they cut to the coaches on the sideline. I've uh, it was a lot. I I've been I was I've been <laughs> yeah. watching this Brown UNC game, and they haven't once cut to the coaches on the sideline. Yeah, well, I, we were talking about that. We're like, you know. Poor Kayla Trainers is getting every time they cut to her, she's you know giving the business some some player on her team mm-hmm. about what they're not doing. And it was like, I'm like, I'm sure she's not being this mean all the time. Ooh, but she might goal, be, I don't know. goal UNC. All yeah, tied so up. Was, it's a good goal. Um, so. Yeah, that and Joe Spelina definitely brought his um, a a game for that fit, looking really good in that suit. Yeah, he crushed it. He crushed it. He he knew it was a national television game, so that, that's always good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I loved I loved the suit look. It was it was awesome. So, um, yeah, it's good. So really good lacrosse this past weekend. We got a good uh, good slate coming up this weekend. So we are. Uh, what's your prediction on this Brown North Carolina game? It's tied. I'm I'm still going with Brown. I think like the, the things I've seen, this seems like an upset Bruin. I mean UNC has really got to come out and like we saw against that Ohio State game, like they disappeared in the fourth quarter. So if that happens again, like I'm going with Brown. 
Well, yeah. I mean, if they disappear in the fourth quarter, they're going to lose. That's, that's yes. pretty much how that works. All right. Who are you picking in the BC UVA game? It's tied 10 10, 11 54 left in the I'm third. Not betting against Charlotte North and Boston College. Looks like Charlotte North's got a 12 meter, so that doesn't really matter. But because they're going to play defense on her. But they got a fresh 90. Oh, the girls' shot clock. I wonder if it resets to 90. I thought it reset to 60. It must not. It must reset to 90. Still. Oh, wow. Oh, here we go. Charlotte North uh, shooting space. She's on that eight, lefty eight hash, meter? too. Yeah, eight-meter shot. You're, if you watch this, this is going to be a wind-up right here. This yep, one's automatic. There it is. She's getting it going. Yeah. Boom. That's a G. Yep. See, don't, don't bet against her. That easy. She has an absolute cannon. All yeah. right. All right. Uh, it's great podcasting. Everyone's really not yeah, listening. Dead right air. Now. Dead, dead air. air. <laughs> dead air. All right. For, for John Murray in California, I'm Ponchito Ojeda. We're in Virginia. And until Friday, peace out. <laughs>